0: hello and welcome to another episode of save station report i'm your host dustin and with me as always is connor hello there and today we're going to to do a big old fun positive one we're going to talk about the games that are upcoming next year that we're excited about how does that
1: sound sounds good to me this always is kind of a tricky one um Because early on in the year, we don't know what might come out towards the end of the year. Um, A lot, like over half of these are going to not have a set release date yet. And, you know, things get delayed. So this is a very optimistic list.
0: Yeah. uh, And just for some background, I don't think we've done one of these before. But this was kind of born out of watching the Game Awards. And we usually do a wrap-up for that. Uh, But watching it, not being super positive on it and being kind of like... I don't want to complain about the game awards for two hours.
1: <laughs> yeah, didn't sound super Not fun.
0: Podcast. So instead, let's just talk about the actual things. We're you know things we have stuff to say about things we're excited about. Of course, this is a giant list we have in front of us. We kind of went through some lists. Um, I found one on Gamespot. You had one on in came Informer, and just added things we might have something to say about. Um, you know, we of course won't be able to play all of these if they do happen to come out. <laughs> it's I more didn't just count like a,
1: how many are on here, but it's close to about half of the total games i play in a year so that's not gonna happen
0: yeah and because um we kind of self-edited this a little bit it means that there's going to be some admissions um notably i think like we didn't put suicide squad on here because neither of us are excited for it (laughs) so (laughs) what's there to talk about with that one stuff like that so um yeah this is this is kind of a personal thing between you know two of us are excited about uh but that being said if there is something we didn't talk about on here that you're like oh this looks cool you might like this Hit us up on, uh, we're both on Blue Sky, we'll talk about it at the end. Sometimes I check the the Twitter one, sometimes if it's still around. Um, so, you know, there are places to contact us if you think like, hey, you guys might actually be into this one that you didn't talk about.
1: Yeah, because some um, of the stuff we put on here are also smaller indie games that we just personally keep an eye on um, that don't appear on a lot of big release lists. So stuff like that I'm very interested in hearing about.
0: Yeah, so... Without further ado, let's talk about January, the month we are currently in.
1: The month we are halfway done with as of time of recording. Yeah. Worst month of the year? Not uh, for game
0: releases, but just as a month. Just that in month, general, right? yeah.
1: <laughs> it's it's definitely up there.
0: Uh, But first big release as of recording this a couple days away. Very exciting. Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown on January 18th. Reviews are already out for this thing, and it sounds like a great time.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a Metroidvania with cool-looking side-scrolling action. I'm in. I'm already in. I was sold on kind of the first trailer already.
0: Yeah, I'm very hyped to actually get that one. Uh, Next up, we have... Never
1: played a Prince of Persia game, though.
0: Yeah, so I played Sands of Time last year and really liked it. Um, And I'm currently playing the 2008 reboot, and I'm mixed on it. But, yeah, I'm pretty excited for this one. It's, It's a fun series. Um another code recollection is it recollection or recollection i'm not sure how Um, they want me to pronounce it
1: it's however you like really (laughs) okay (laughs) that is one of those either it's a play on being a word of collection and memory you know whatever
0: it is uh that was releasing the day after prince of persia on january 19th um this is one i bought the ds game which uh over here is called something else trace memory uh a while ago and never got around to playing it, so I'm feeling bad about that. <laughs> it's always fun. Yeah, but uh, these,
1: this is a full 3D remake of that game, correct? I think
0: that game is 3D on DS2, but I, yeah, I understand what you mean. <laughs> yeah, um, um,
1: and then this is a actual localization of the second game in the series, which was only released on Wii, which I believe was released in PAL and Japan territories.
0: Yeah, we never got it. Um, but these are basically like uh, puzzle mystery games from what i understand um but yeah they're supposed to be great so this is a cool release i'm hoping to pick this one up eventually probably not the day after prince of persia but eventually
1: (laughs) yeah well and another one later this month might hamper my excitement for it (laughs)
0: um next one is a game i definitely will not be getting to anytime soon because i'm way behind on this series but want to eventually which is like a dragon infinite wealth on january 24th uh, like a dragon in case you're living under a rock is the uh I-, I would say rebranded but the original title of the yakuza series the the japanese title that they've just started calling them over here um it looks awesome it is like another turn-based entry it's you know it's gonna have all that fun melodrama it's set in hawaii which i think is fun uh but also it's got a whole animal crossing style side mode where you're building out a resort island It it looks insane
1: Yeah, this is a series that I've heard nothing but good things about so far and have, again, still never played one. But maybe someday, 20 years from now, I'll play this one.
0: (laughs) And then next up we have uh, what you were referencing earlier, I presume, which is Apollo Justice Ace Attorney Trilogy on January 25th.
1: Yeah, this one's very exciting just to have these games available again. Um, If you weren't aware, this is apollo justice four five and six those being um or ace attorney four five and six those being apollo justice uh dual destinies and spirit of justice um apollo justice got a physical release in the states on the original ds and then five and six did not they were 3ds games that were only released digitally um they got physical releases in japan Um, But at least they were localized, you know? Um, Yeah. But to have them on modern systems, especially now that the eShop is shut down, um, the 3DS eShop, that is, uh, it's really cool. It's also the first time that 5 and 6 are technically getting a physical release. (laughs) Um, That is sick. It's exciting mainly to have these um, following the release of The Great Ace Attorney Chronicles, which was the last one, um, which were entirely Japan-exclusive um
0: this is the one with uh the their fake sherlock holmes that's great, greatness attorney
1: one that was the previous collection um no this is one where like the original creator didn't write two of these and it's kind of where the series starts to dip in quality according (laughs) to fans but like cool that they're available and i hear good things about the first game in this trilogy so (laughs) that's the one i'll be playing
0: cool yeah the ace attorney games are always one that i'm like i I guess it's like my um i don't know it's the one that i keep thinking like eventually i'm gonna jump onto these at some point (laughs) yeah definitely start
1: with the originals don't start here but yeah uh, good that these are out and about again
0: uh will you take the lead on february for me
1: february february 2nd we have persona 3 reload
0: actually pretty interested in this um if persona is a series that i i played four on vita (laughs) i never finished it but it's what i I do want to get back in i never got on five so i i'm actually side-eyeing this one i don't think i'll get to it this month because there's another big rpg coming out (laughs) that i'm very excited about so but uh i am kind of looking at it like maybe maybe this is the one
1: yeah i'm i'm pretty excited for this one um, I'm not, again, not gonna get it at launch mainly because I still have Shimigami Tensei 5 on my backlog., uh, but I did play Persona 5 and really enjoyed it. So seeing Persona 3 use some style choices and even just like the upgraded fidelity of Five, um, but applying that to Persona 3 is really interesting., um, It's also kind of unifying the experience across the many re-releases where, it's going to cut some content from some of the re releases like the female protagonist, but like I think using all of the stuff they've known throughout all of the different versions could lead to a more cohesive uh package. So I'm interested. Cool. Um next, you want me to do all of February?
0: Yeah, just take February.
1: Next one uh potentially is Helldivers two. <laughs> Uh, releasing okay, on February so 8th, potentially. This. Yeah, so <laughs> February 8th is the date they've given literally everywhere um, and is the date that I'm still believing to be true. At the Consumer Electronics Show, they showed a trailer of Helldivers 2 that on the bottom of it, it said February 28th, um, which would be extremely weird because no nowhere else has that date been shared. <laughs> Not the official developers not the PlayStation partners like nobody said that it got delayed so i'm still thinking it's coming out february 8th and 28th was a typo
0: that sounds right to me but yes as of recording on the 15th of january that's that's the information we have on that um and if you don't know How divers 2 is like um it's a squad based third person shooter it's kind of taken a lot of inspiration from um Oh, what's it called? The old, that old bug movie,
1: <laughs> uh, Starship Troopers.
0: <laughs> yeah, Starship Troopers. It would appear um, it's got a silly tone and it's it's very co op um, orientated. Um, there's there seems to be a lot of mechanics where you have to like work together. Um, one of them in the trailer is like you have to have somebody else load your rocket launcher for you and stuff like that. Um, so it, it looks like a ton of fun. I'm not sure if this is one we'll get to. It's just it, it looks neat. <laughs> I yeah, this is, is one I mean, where it's, it's
1: like is. if I have friends or Dustin's into it or one of my coworkers is, I'll pick it up. But um, as as a solo k- purchaser, um, I'm not, not hyped in that regard. Yeah. <coughs> Sorry. All right. Um, February 13th, we have Banishers Ghosts of New Eden.
0: This is a me one. <laughs> this is say, uh, i
1: had to look this one up so
0: yeah this is a uh, from don't nod actually this is one of their many just weirdo things they've got they feel like they've they used to just do like the telltale style adventure game choose dialogue options kind of thing and now it just seems like they're all over the place which i'm kind of in for i, I I'm, I'm enjoying modern telltale or not telltale i mean uh, don't nod they just put out just which you've been playing and you you you're enjoying right
1: yeah that one's a very interesting thing that I'm surprised was them that made it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, this what appears to be going after God of War. Which sure. Is an interesting shift for them. Um, I really like the premise. It's like this sort of like ghost hunter um, couple and one of them dies. Uh, and like the idea is basically that the right thing to do is let them go because it's literally their profession. But it's like, are you going to do that? Does that person want that? I don't know. It looks cool. Um, the combat looks cool. Like you're shifting between the two characters. Um, it's got that pretty close-in third-person style of melee combat. Um, we'll see. It is a big wait and see. They don't typically make games like that. So, you know, there could be some pitfalls there. But I, I'm pretty intrigued by it.
1: Nice. Yeah. I've, this is one that will either completely fall off the radar or we'll get insane stellar reviews and then stick around. Totally.
0: I don't think it'll be bad, but I do think like there's a chance to get sevens and, like, and people yeah. completely forget about it. Yeah. Uh, but we'll, we'll see. I'm, I'm intrigued at the very least and it should be on people's radars if that sounded good to you.
1: Um, also February 13th, the game that I will probably be getting that day is Ultros. Beginning
0: of the year spray stacked for Metroidvanias, huh?
1: Yeah. This one's a side scrolling Metroidvania, but it looks like you, uh, did some shrooms and are looking at a blacklight poster. <laughs> um that's my main concern for this is that it looks gorgeous and I love its art style I worry it's gonna be too much (laughs) um Mm -hmm. or like hard to distinguish things but I don't know this is another wait and see but I'm very interested I'm always interested to see unique looking metroidvanias so
0: yeah I mean just a unique style in general I can't think of too much else that looks like that so pretty cool
1: uh, the day after, on February 14th, we have Tomb Raider 1 through 3 Remastered.
0: Yeah, um, I'm looking forward to this. I have never played the old Tomb Raider games, so this is pretty intriguing to me. I bought Tomb Raider 1 on PlayStation a long time ago with the intention of playing it, but then I read that like people were saying, like, hey, maybe play the PC version so you get quick saves, because <laughs> those games are kind of brutal, so I never oh, got around yeah, to for it. Sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm hoping if this has some modern additions, like a quick save or even just like checkpoints or whatever, uh, this, this might be for me. Um, they're doing like the halo anniversary thing where they've, they've added a new graphical style that you can flip between that and the original anytime you want. I love that. Yeah. That's always like a sick thing. I, they're, they're, the new style is very interesting. They're not making it look modern. They're making it look like it's like a PS2 game almost. Which I, I kind of love.
1: Yeah, honestly, like when they showed the model of Laura Croft herself, it reminded me a lot of the renders that appear on the front of the box arts. So like <laughs> oh, maybe yeah, that's, that's the point. style they're going after. But it all it could also be like, oh yeah, they smoothed it out for the PS2 generation, you know?
0: Yeah, it it just feels like it feels like a weird alternate reality. Like, what if these came out on the next generation? I don't know. It it looks cool. I like the vision there. So I'm I'm pretty intrigued by this and do want to play these games. So. Yeah, this would probably be a good way to do it.
1: Nice. And two days after that, February 16th, we got Mario versus Donkey Kong.
0: Are you into this
1: one? I am curious about this one. Is this one a remake of the original or a reboot of the series?
0: (laughs) I'm pretty sure it is a remake with new content. Okay, that sounds right. That's kind of how they're pitching it
1: there was a period for a while where like a new one of these was coming out all of the time, or at least I heard a new one was coming out all the time. Um, it definitely feels like one of those sort of puzzle adventure games where it's like, Oh, you could just put more levels into this, whatever. <laughs> um, although perhaps I'm thinking of the successor series, the mini Mario one. Yeah. Oh.
0: I. It's hard because I never owned any of these. Um, the only time I played one of these was I, had like a childhood friend who had the GBA version, um, but I barely remember that. I'm vaguely curious about this. I my my concern with it is it it looks a bit generic. <laughs> Which you yeah, know, it's a puzzle platformer, yeah. so like who really cares? But I am a bit like eh, I don't know about it. Um, you know it's kind of the opposite of Tomb Raider, where like the remaster treatment on that. And I'm like oh that's like fascinating. That's the direction you went and on this one. I'm like eh, this just looks like new Super Mario Bros. to me.
1: Yeah, it's the same homogenous Mario style, but like I'm. I'm at least curious. Um, it's also only being sold for fifty rather than the full sixty, so, or full seventy or whatever. So, I'm. Um, it could be fun, but it's also one of those that's like, if this is the kind of game that they would have put on their handheld if they had a handheld still.
0: Yeah. Or like, why aren't we getting this on NSO? Why are you doing a full? You know, it's like one of those yeah. things where it's like, uh, I don't know. But I mean, if it's got a bunch of new content, maybe that'll justify it we'll see um or i don't know i've had that wrong on my steam deck for years so <laughs> there you go not just play it there uh all right what's next
1: uh same day skull and bones february 16th oh skull and bones tell me about skull and bones man skull and bones
0: was is a game that should have come out like five years ago i think <laughs> but it just kept getting pushed and pushed um this is, like, Ubisoft's pirate game that they kind of made, like, they announced, like, right after AC4 was kind of a big thing, and it's it's had different incarnations over the years. Like, when it was originally announced, it was just a multiplayer game, I believe, and now there's a big, huge single-player element to it. I don't know. I think there's a good chance this will be bad, but there's just a slim chance it'll be good, and I don't know. I love pirates. I'm an idiot like that, so <laughs> I'm... <laughs> keeping an eye on it i don't trust it. it'll be great but we'll see
1: yeah well and is this one where you just control the ships and yes then... which is yeah. a bummer the best part about being pirates is running on other people's ships and running on the so island part and... about
0: ac4 yeah exactly <laughs> like they give you so many options to get on the enemy oh whatever it's dumb it's but also
1: going to be we'll a hard see. game to market in a world where sea of thieves is still pretty big
0: yeah, that's the other thing that kind of bums me out. The Sea of Thieves never appealed to me because it's just a multiplayer game. I want that single player adventure, but nobody's giving it to me, so we'll see.
1: Yeah. All right, February 22nd, we have Pacific Drive. This
0: looks neat. It doesn't look like it'll be for me, but it looks neat.
1: Yeah, I. it's another very generic title, but I had to look it up. And um, this one is a, what, roguelike car <laughs> road trip... Yeah. It's not like the other roguelike car trip games that we've seen. It's like, this is an actual action game where you have to craft new parts for your car. And then there's like first person horror combat sequences.
0: Uh, I think
1: it's all in the car. I don't know. Is there combat sequences in first person? I don't know if it's combat, but there's at least first person walking sequences.
0: Yeah, it looks ve- it looks like a very unique take on the genre. Um, it looks like the car. The car looks very mechanical. Oh, it's like, just like it an old like...
1: station wagon that you're jerry rigging to be combat focused. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, it's got a Mad Max look to it. But what I mean by that is it looks very mechanical gameplay wise. Like, it looks like you have to actually like look over and change your shift. And, like, there's like a sim element to it. I, it, it looks neat. Um, I guess what yeah, main... people should check out.
1: The main thing that's interesting to me, at least, is like the setting is this weird, um, almost like cryptid infested woodlands where it's got weird dimensional stuff happening like all oh, that's very interesting and i hope that's fleshed out doing environmental storytelling and like lore and world building in a roguelike is very hard which what has me concerned but we'll see yeah all right and then the big release of february february 29th we have final fantasy 7 rebirth
0: let's fucking go
1: <laughs> so excited <laughs>
0: Yeah, um, uh, you guys don't need to hear us talk about this. We'll probably review this game.
1: Yep, um, we tried to review Crisis Core, but we're all in on the the new Final Fantasy VII content, other than the mobile games.
0: Yeah, we, we're, we're not touching this, sorry. Um, slightly concerned that they're marketing it as over 100 hours, but also usually that kind of marketing is a lie anyway. So
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like, oh, you could spend 100 hours. It's like, yeah, but to finish it, it's like 30, <laughs> so...
0: I never well, forget the Dying Light two controversy. Yeah, that's the one I was thinking of. <laughs> like
1: it's two hundred hours. It's like it's not. Well, like you could be, but no one's going to do that.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you know that is what it is. But yeah, I'm very excited for this.
1: This will be interesting because when we talked about Final Fantasy seven remake, neither of us had any experience with it. With mm-hmm. Final Fantasy in general, I think, aside from some Kingdom Hearts, maybe. Um, but well, F- Final
0: Fantasy fifteen,
1: the goat. I hadn't played 15 by then so No, I um, did. Yeah. So now <coughs> going into 7 Rebirth, I have now played the original Final Fantasy 7 Crisis Core remake, um some of the original Crisis Core, watched Advent Children, played Dirge of Cerberus, like I'm all in. So now I'm now I'm on the side of the like wanting to see all the fan service, like Vincent come back and stuff. So it'll be fun. Yeah. All right, you taken March?
0: march uh on march 8th we have unicorn overlord uh do you know what this game is
1: this is the new i do
0: i just wonder if you do <laughs> okay it's, it's another generic title <laughs> yeah like... this
1: is the new vanillaware game um which is also a strategy game like their last one
0: yeah they'd made 13 sentinels was their most recent thing which kind of blew up in a way so i think this one's another one that people will probably be paying attention to assuming they know what it is because of that title.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm very hesitant on it because 13 sentinels was excellent, but it was excellent because it was a visual novel. Basically, it's <laughs> um, strategy elements were really cool, but I'm also coming to realize that I'm bad at strategy games. Um, and there are other games prior to 13 sentinels, stuff like Muramasa, the demon blade and Odin's fear um, are more like 2D action games. Um, and then you have like Grim Grimoire, which just got a re-release that is again, like a tactics game, but a side-scrolling one. Um, so I think it's going to be interesting. It's going to have gorgeous art and gorgeous looking food that I want to eat. And that's what Vanillaware is really good at. Um, but I might, it might be one that I skip simply because of gameplay.
0: I think we can label March that we're hesitant about most of these games a month.
1: Yeah, fair. <laughs>
0: um, next we have alone in the dark, which I feel like I could pretty much use the exact same description you just had for <laughs> unicorn Overlord, Just take out the specifics. Um, this is a reboot of the classic alone in the dark, like horror games The these are like kind of preceded Resident evil back in the day. Um, I am very intrigued by this because of that I think that it would be very hard for me to get into the original so like a modern reboot is appealing to me but this is also coming from THQ Nordic so you know big shrug on that
1: this is going to be a successor to Alone in the Dark 2008 everyone's favorite game
0: oh classic yeah um I, this is like takes place in the 1800s and I, it's got a lot of cool vibes but like we'll we'll see um, they are also going after modern Resident Evil like everybody else is. Um, so it could be awesome. I'm definitely keeping my eyes on it. But it's it's one that I am not like locked in. Like, this is going to be amazing. Um, we'll see. They keep delaying it, which I think might be a good thing. Because I think it means maybe they understand it's good and they want to get it right. Because <laughs> yeah, they've that's had a the lot of issues least, recently. Yeah. So you'd hope. But yeah big oh maybe on that one uh on march 22nd the biggest day of the year so far i think (laughs) we have dragon's dogma 2 up first um i really want to be into this one i have not played dragon's dogma 1 it looks a little janky but that looks intentional this is like capcom's biggest announced game for the year i guess they have a monster hunter game that they haven't given a date to, but um it, it just looks cool there's a lot of like climbing giant creatures to to stab them like shadow of the colossus style it it looks neat but um they gotta play that first one <laughs> so I don't know yeah. if i'll get around to it
1: i've heard a lot of really good things about the first one um it being kind of like a more rpg focused souls game but you do get to just climb on monsters and stuff and you get to throw yeah. people which is always great
0: this one feels like it it belongs in the categories of like Alan make two which is like it's a sequel that shouldn't exist but they want to make it so it does yeah like we've had a bunch of successes lately so we can we can do one that's that's a little more out there um so i i want to support it because of that too i think that's great
1: they just will it into an existence
0: yeah this is like um a lot of the the people behind dmc5 right so i feel like they made that game and they were like okay what if we did dragon's dogma though yeah um also on the 22nd princess piece showtime
1: yeah i'm (laughs) vaguely interested uh if you know me i'm a big fan of princess peach um i am very i'm very concerned for this game (laughs) um but from what they showed uh, from what they showed it looks like every world is basically like a new gameplay style which historically has always proved to be trouble (laughs) <laughs> like, yeah, I know that's probably going to come out okay, but I don't know if that's going to lead to a very satisfying gameplay experience, you know, which maybe isn't the point, but yeah. I'm, if this is one where like, it's either going to turn out really cool and I'm going to be into it or nobody's going to talk about it.
0: Yeah. I, I think for me, it's, it's not a concern thing. It's more just like a, I think this just might be for a very young audience. Um, which might, you know, make it unappealing to people like us, right? Um, it looks like it's got a lot of Media Molecule energy to it, which I kind of like.
1: Yeah, the like stage play aesthetic and the... Um, There's a lot of playfulness yeah. to it.
0: Um, maybe the more Tearaway-esque, I don't know. But um, we'll see um, on that one. I-, I think it'll be quality. I'm not really worried about that, at least. It's just depending on if it's appealing or not to
1: Yeah, me, that's my feelings personally. Too
0: um the game i'm very excited for on this day though also on the 22nd is rise of the ronin um this is from team ninja and they've had a couple trailers in a couple different places it it just looks sick (laughs) like i i don't it's just like a very um it's feudal japan it's it's but it's got like a lot of fun gameplay elements like you've got a glider like an assassin's creed 2 style glider and like it's got guns in it which is fun Um, the trailers just had a lot of like bouncing between like fighting, you know, other, other samurai ninjas and then like sumo wrestling and stuff like that. It, it, it looks really appealing to me. It looks like a high quality, like action adventure game. It looks like it's going to like satisfy that want for Ghost of Tsushima 2 in me right now (laughs) too. Oh, for sure.
1: Yeah. That was the vibes I was getting for sure.
0: Yeah. It just looks fun. Um, and then I haven't really played anything from this team, especially any modern things. Like they've done the Neo games, and they did um, a couple things from last year too. Um, but people have all liked those, so I'm expecting this to be pretty good. I'll take April.
1: All two games in April. Two but, games. Um, there is also like a couple revealed for up through September, even. Um, but. Uh, we'll get to that um april the two we have dates for are tales of Kenzera zhao uh, on april 23rd
0: this looks sick this is the other big metroidvania we have in the first half of the year um i think it's a metroidvania
1: that's Uh, a side story
0: i'm pretty sure it is um, but this was revealed at the game awards. This is the voice actor from Assassin's Creed Origins seems to be like funding the studio. Um, and I think came up with the concept or whatever for this, uh, and his voice it acting in it, I believe. a
1: story that he came up with his, with his dad or something.
0: Yeah. I'd have to rewatch that speech. It's a very good speech from the game awards. Um, but this just looks really cool. Uh, it looks like it's got a lot of style and I, I'm looking forward to this one quite a bit.
1: Yeah, again, uh, always into unique metroidvanias. So, we'll keep an eye on this one. All right, April 26th, <coughs> we have Sandland, which just got a release date recently.
0: Yeah, Sandland, uh, based off of a manga from forever ago, um, by uh our Akira, our, our guy, Akira, Akira Toriyama. Akira Dragon
1: Ball. Akira Mr. Akira Dragon Ball. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, Dragon Quest Man, like, the characters all look like that. Uh, this is a, this is what I, I think... There's a chance it could turn out poorly, but it looks really neat from the trailers. Um, it looks like, it looks like the thing I'm craving from open world games right now, which is just, like, I wish people were making more GTA likes. (laughs) Like, we don't have that a lot. And, like, watching characters, like, jump in tanks and, you know, get a lot of fun stuff going. And, and it just looks like a fun time. Um i don't know I, i'm pretty intrigued by it we'll see but uh, i i think it looks pretty neat
1: yeah at least a little more recent trailers showing off the like cutscenes and animation quality are really impressive to me like a lot of effort went into at least animating this game um it, and it's not like like there is actually a sandland movie either out or potentially just being translated at the moment but it's a very different art style from that even and it still carries the same energy which is impressive yeah
0: looks cool all right next we're moving on to the to be announced list um you know the lists of the unsures, the we're we do not know if these are coming out this year some of them probably some of them won't but a lot of fun stuff in here um starting with the uh the really exciting one
1: these are alphabetical by the way
0: <laughs> yeah um which is uh angeline eve i believe or era? Era, era. Yep. yes sorry I had to zoom in <laughs> angeline era this is from um the developers of i am blinking why am anodyne? i blanking <laughs> we reviewed these games anodyne yes <laughs> this is like a, a different style for them it's an action rpg um their whole thing with this one though is like you're just bumping into enemies to do damage <laughs> which is kind of a unique concept. Um, it, it is that like their style, they're kind of like PS1 looking low poly style to it. It looks really cool.
1: Yeah, I'm very interested. I've been following the development of this um, as they post stuff about it. And it looks very interesting. I'm worried that the like bump slash combat isn't going to have a very tactile feel to it. Like it might yeah. feel a little gummy, um, but I do love the style. I love how they've, made a top-down 3d world that still uses like tile-based screens essentially um yeah
0: yeah. it's oddly unique that i haven't seen that a lot (laughs) it's cool
1: yeah very interested
0: uh next we have Angerfoot.
1: (laughs) (laughs) this is when i saw on the list you put this one on the list i had to look it up and i'm like this title looks ridiculous and guess what the game looks ridiculous
0: shocker (laughs) um it's basically like if they actually just straight up made hotline miami first person but also uh, most of it is about
1: kicking (laughs) yeah and you can like throw your guns at people (laughs) and then just steal their guns again it almost has the same like kinetic feel as like super hot only without the time slowing
0: sure um yeah but there's a lot of like kicking down doors and like throwing them at enemies and stuff like that um it over so
1: they ragdoll
0: it looks like it'll be silly, but also it looks like it'll potentially be a, like a score chaser kind of thing. Um, yeah, very interesting. I'm I'm pretty interested in it. Um, next, we have another crab's treasure. This is the um, the Souls Lake where you play as a hermit crab.
1: Yeah, yeah, you pick us pick stuff up.
0: <laughs> I don't know that I have to
1: say more than that. But, you <laughs> know, <laughs> look up a trailer. It'll be cute and fun.
0: Yeah, it looks, it looks adorable. It's the first time I've seen a Souls-like and went, that looks cute.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not the genre that people normally attack cute with, you know?
0: This is also the one where they uh, they showed off their accessibility options and one of them is to just give the crab a gun. That kills everything it <laughs> one hit. And the gun 10. is like normal-sized guns. It's a little crab, so it's just a giant gun. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is already it's the really game good. of the year. They've shown it.
0: <laughs> yeah, this, this one's definitely like hopefully it will be fun um next we have avowed do you remember avowed
1: uh i do this is the obsidian games one right
0: yeah i'm pretty excited for this specifically because um the initial trailer made it look like oh it's their skyrim um which it might still be that but like the last rpg they made of that kind was the outer worlds not wild worlds um which i actually really liked (laughs)
1: Yeah, like, I was actually uh, surprisingly good. I am not a huge fan of like intricate RPGs. Um, I've tried, I've started and quit Fallout New Vegas so many times. Um, but yeah, the outer the Outer Worlds was one that I actually finished and really enjoyed. So I'm curious about this. Obsidian's also a studio where I feel like they are just making what they want. Yeah, um, totally. With like this and their last release, which was Pentiment, like I think they're just doing what they want and i'm here for it
0: yeah um i think specifically what made the outer worlds cool was it was one of those rpgs but it was very condensed so you got kind of like what makes those games cool but within a nice like 20 hour package
1: (laughs) yeah maybe that's why i finished it
0: (laughs) yeah so I, i think it was like i'm really hoping that we're going to get a similar thing with a vow you know we're not sure how big it's going to be but that's my hope for it i mean even if it's like giant it still could be cool but um i also really like that it's got like that kind of um like that flintlock thing where it's like the character's got pistols and stuff like that which i'm always a sucker for that aesthetic and is weirdly underutilized in video games
1: i'm a fan of whenever there's a high fantasy setting that just has you know guns or robots or any of that like i'm into it it's a fun mix
0: um after that we have the big catch this one had a kickstarter um either early last year or late the year before i think um this is a 3d platformer with a lot of like fishing as kind of the the gimmick like you have a fishing pole that kind of acts like a grappling hook i think it looks really good it's got like a banger of a style
1: Yeah, it's a great graphical style. It looks like it has a lot of fun movement tech. Um, I also did back this Kickstarter and haven't heard a whole lot about it.
0: I did as well. Um,
1: So I'm. It doesn't have a release date for 2024, so arguably it couldn't be on this list. But I'm very interested, and you should go. It's fingers crossed, fingers
0: crossed, kind of thing. Uh, Next we have Clock Tower. This one I had completely forgotten until you put it on this list. Yeah. Uh, this is another cool one, which is a game getting translated for the first time. Um, much like Alone in the Dark, another like classic horror franchise that preceded Resident Evil and Silent Hill. Um, I believe it's Point and Click?
1: Yes, it was a Point and Click game that was originally released on the Super Nintendo. Um, and I believe it used the Super Nintendo mouse, which is part of the reason why I wanted to play it on the Super Nintendo. But again, it didn't get localized at all. So there are fan translations out there. Um, but to see this get a actual proper translation and re-release is exciting
0: yeah um it's very cool i don't know that i will play this one but it's just neat to see um do you want to take the next couple
1: um yeah the next one actually i will have you explain more about but the next one is compound fracture
0: compound fracture looks sick this is a first person shooter it's a ps1 style looking game you know like we we're used to at this point um it looks like it's going for that kind of resident evil silent hill thing where it's like it's got a lot of rusty looking environments but specifically it's a horror game with dinosaurs in it
1: yeah this is a this is a dino crisis but in first person
0: yeah it's a first person shooter so it's like you're looking for key cards and stuff to like move through this facility and you know presumably you'll find notes and stuff to know the story or whatever but yeah it's got dinosaurs in it. it it just looks cool it's just a neat looking thing that i'm really hoping comes out this year
1: yeah this one also has really detailed like weapon sprites (laughs) um almost like proteus as well but like just the way it looks the way the guns look and they might be 3d as well but just like the dithering and stuff around the textures are great
0: yeah i encourage people to go look up a trailer for this one because i think the visual aesthetic will speak for itself it's it's very cool looking
1: uh next on the list we have another survival horror game it looks like. We have Crow Country.
0: Also in the PS1 style. Yes. Um but more specifically
1: these. like the PS1 era rendering promo rendering style. Where like it is smooth shapes, but they're very primitive in a way. Um this is from SFB games, the same developers as like Snipper Clips and um uh Tangle Tower, which we'll get into later as well. Um yeah, I'm excited for it. Mainly just the visual style and the like setting of this abandoned amusement park is always fun for horror settings so i'm into it
0: yeah just a sucker for the for that old janky 3d <laughs> yeah it's always gonna look great to me
1: all right next one you put on here is dungeons of Hinterburg.
0: yeah i think this one got shown off at some xbox stuff um this is kind of a, a cel-shaded action adventure game um it just has a it, it once again it has a very cool style it's got like thick outlines like kind of comic book-esque looking um and it looks like you'll be like hanging out in like this like cozy town and then going out and and uh fighting monsters and stuff it, it looks very cool it looks like there's it's gonna have like a cool magic system and stuff it, very it, it looks neat yeah yeah a lot of great colors in there. um I'm actually really hoping at that Xbox event that as of recording is a couple days away that we might get more about this because that's where they last showed it. So, yeah, pretty pretty intrigued by this one.
1: Would be exciting. Um, the next tr- game has a very generic title, but I am still very excited for this it. This game it is...
0: is so lucky I heard about it on a podcast <laughs> right before we made this list. It's it so lucky. I would have passed over This wins the award for most generic title, by the way.
1: This game is Earthblade. It's not too late. You can change it. <laughs> I don't mind it. It is kind of forgettable, but I'm also kind of at the point where, like, the amount of forgettable titles coming out are like maybe we used up all the good titles already.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but this developer's last game has a great title. Whatever. Yeah,
1: Um, (laughs) this is from the developers of Celeste, and it is a very
0: notable release.
1: Yes, um, as well as Towerfall Ascension, which I not many people talk about, but is great. Um, and it definitely shares... session
0: is an incredible video game
1: <laughs> it definitely shares a lot of the same dna from the trailers but in a more like action oriented almost metroidvania style uh, we know very little about this game but i'm i'm interested
0: yeah it also reminded me i gotta play celeste at some point
1: <laughs> oh you should never it's did great.
0: that never did that um <clears throat> you want me to take the next couple
1: um, I'm going to talk about Elden Ring, Shadows yeah, okay. of, Shadow of the Erd Tree. Oh, i glad you put that there, because I could not remember the name of it. I had to look it up also. But, um, yeah, everyone's clamoring for Elden Ring DLC. Give us the Elden Ring DLC. They announced that they're making DLC. They called it Shadow of the Erd Tree, and then they're like, yep. Uh, that's all you get to know. <laughs> here's <laughs> our Armored Core. And then here's Armored Core 6, which is great. But, uh, the big thing that came out, mm, five days ago, as of recording... Um, was that they updated the backend on Steam to include an extra spot for another DLC. (laughs) So it's potentially very soon. Um, I saw some article where they were like, oh, well, uh, the game released in February. Potentially the DLC also releases in February. And like, that's that's a little bit of a stretch, but I would be interested. (laughs) It's weird that we haven't seen much of it.
0: Again, we have that mythical Xbox event coming up this week. So...
1: Yeah, no it's it's potentially very soon but it could also just be later. I'm interested um the further out I get from Elden Ring the more interested and disappointed I am. Oh, <laughs> I like, it's really? a very weird thing where like I loved that game. That was a, that one and like Tears of the Kingdom are like here's a big open world and you will not stop playing it for two straight weeks and I'm and like 100 hours and I'm not disappointed by that it's just that like once all of those mysteries of Elden Ring are kind of unraveled, then you're like, Oh, okay. That, that, that was it. Right. (laughs) Um, so, and maybe this is just a me problem, but like, I'm also way more into a very, like we were kind of talking about with the, with the outer worlds where it's like, I want a cozier experience, like a more very scripted experience. And Elden Ring has a lot of that, but, um, It's why I will probably always be a bigger fan of Dark Souls 1 um, and Bloodborne. It's just because they feel that much more crafted. Um, Not to say that Elden Ring isn't. It's like one of the most impressive and well-crafted open worlds out there, but I don't know. Um, That being said, when there's DLC out there, I will be on that. (laughs) I I do want to go back and play more of that game, so that'll be fun. Sure.
0: I mean, maybe that DLC will be... A bit more like linear and contained, right? I can't imagine it's going to be another giant open world. Oh my worlds. god, that map's
1: already freaking massive. Are you kidding me? Just tack more onto it. It'd be too much. Uh,
0: much like Celeste. Someday I'll play Elden Ring. Yeah. <laughs> or any from Soft video game.
1: You still got to finish Dark Souls at some point. <laughs> yeah, sometime.
0: At some point. Um, okay. Uh, I'll take the next couple. Um, up next we have Fallen Aces. Another sick looking indie game um this is a an immersive sim that kind of has this like noir comic book look to it it's very like chicago gangster themed um and it just looks awesome
1: and by comic book you mean like these are just characters that have been ripped out of comic panels like they are 2d sprites
0: (laughs) yeah it's got a very cool look um you know it's all like tommy guns and like got like like fisticuffs like like, that kind of vibe to it um but in an immersive sim setting so yeah this one this one is definitely one to keep your eye on it it looks sick as hell
1: this one's been on my radar for a while now and i'm i'm hoping
0: foam stars
1: yeah you put foam stars on here huh
0: it's not that i'm super excited for foam stars i'm just curious to see how it's gonna play out like it's a splatoon clone (laughs) which I don't think we've had any of those. So
1: Um, I I don't know. None that are memorable, at least. I (laughs) can't say there has been many.
0: Yeah. So I I just think it's like an interesting thing. Not something that I think I'll end up playing, but hey, who knows?
1: Um, Yeah, I do appreciate (laughs) the attempt of verticality where like it is foam. It's not just like Splatoon ink that sticks to the walls and stuff. Where like the foam can build up and like you can surf over top of it i think that's could be a really cool gameplay idea everything else about the game looks extremely forgettable (laughs) i don't know the character designs don't do anything for me like yeah i'll i'll be interested but it also feels like it could be one of those multiplayer games that shuts down really quickly (laughs)
0: yeah totally
1: which is always sad to see
0: um you must have put this on here, ghost bike i don't know what this is
1: ghost bike was shown I don't remember where it's was shown, but it's being published by Annapurna. It is a uh, bike riding simulator where I guess either you or your bike are dead and have a ghost.
0: <laughs> it's like Matt Huffman's uh, BMX or
1: what? I'm thinking more like like Wii Sports Resort bike riding. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you're like exploring an island. You get to go in bike races, like that kind of stuff. So um, Really cool, again, like cel-shaded visual style that is very appealing so i will keep my eye on it
0: neat uh greedfall 2 the dying world um this is a sequel to a video game i was interested in and bought the special edition of not at launch thankfully so it's not that bad and then it is still sealed on my shelf everybody clap for me i'm very good at this
1: <laughs> i'm honestly surprised that this game's getting a sequel
0: me too this is like, one where like i thought
1: this game went on sale like instantly because no one played it so curious i, I, I mean, know nothing good about on it, them so
0: i mean it's got that style we were just talking about of like it's got like flintlock guns and stuff on it and magic and it um the first one at least seemed like a really cool idea i honestly don't know anything about the sequel <laughs> Because okay. I haven't played the first one yet, so I wasn't paying attention to it. Um, yeah, but it's like, apparently it's very Mass Effect-y. Um, so, yeah, I should play that one
1: eventually. It's we'll very see. exciting for all six Greedfall fans.
0: Yeah. Um, maybe there'll be seven. We'll see. <laughs> um, we don't know if this will fully release this year, but Hades 2 will be going to early access this year, supposedly. Which is obviously a very big deal.
1: Yeah, Hades 1 um, also started in early access, and I didn't play it until it was fully released. I honestly didn't clock that it was a real game until it was fully released, um, but ended up being like one of my favorite roguelikes ever made, um, one of my favorite games that Super Giant has ever made, um, which they haven't really made anything bad yet, so uh, this is the first time they've done a sequel. Um, and I am a little concerned about them trying to recapture the magic of Hades Mm -hmm. one. Um, but I don't doubt that they will do something interesting with it,
0: but will it have a USB sword in it? Uh, probably not. (laughs) Oof! big (laughs) no for me then. There's
1: so far been, I think two games. (laughs) I like that. (laughs)
0: um next we have holsten this is another survival horror game a lot of that on this list but it's got a very unique look like even more so than the other ones on here it's got kind of this like pixel already look to it but it's got a lot of perspective shifting um so i think it might actually be 3d i think it would um, have to be right <laughs> yeah you would assume i'm not really sure how they're doing it but you can like turn the room around and like all the art shifts and looks great. Like it, it looks awesome when they do that. But also it kind of the more wowing moment is like when there's combat and you aim your, your gun cause it's, you know, it's a resident evil. Like it zooms in to have that third person over to show their shoulder, um, camera, but everything still looks like that pixel art look. It's very unique looking.
1: It's really um, impressive. I don't know how they're pulling yeah. it off other than like it is, it is all has to be 3d but like are the characters 2d are they weird like pixelated 3d models or i don't know it's very impressive to look at and i hope it's going to be very cool to play i think the the sort of like top-down survival horror look uh, reminds me a lot of signalis which also had a very good look to it um and then having the like third person aiming i think is a very interesting combination
0: yeah and the thing i like about it is like it doesn't look like it's it, it both feels like nostalgic, but it's also not going for any specific nostalgia in terms of like low poly or like you know pixelated. It it just looks like it's doing its own thing. It's very cool.
1: It's like an amalgamation of the last fifteen years of survival horror games.
0: Yeah, um, and it's also got it's also got like a like an uncomfortable amount of like clutter and stuff. It looks cool. Like I'm very very intrigued by this one. Um, Hyperlight Breaker.
1: Uh, this is one I also forgot existed. Um, but I believe it is currently in early access. It is just planning on leaving early access this year. Um, mm-hmm. Did you ever play any of their other games? <laughs> Heart Machine. Uh, those I'm... would be Hyperlight Drifter and Solar Ash.
0: Solar Ash, I really want to play. It is on my wish list on PlayStation, I think, is where I have that logged that I keep forgetting to buy when it goes on sale. Um, and I never played Hyperlight Breaker or Drifter, and I've always wanted to as well. So it's just a studio that's passed me by, unfortunately. Yeah, so this uh, one
1: is the main concern I have with this one, at least, and maybe the reason I haven't paid it much mind is rather than being, you know, a top down Zelda like, I guess, the Hyperlight Drifter is, or a movement 3D platformer like Solar Ash, this one is a multiplayer squad based action RPG. <laughs>
0: I believe it's also a roguelike. So it's just a bunch of like.
1: Yeah, that's why I was like, okay, well, they're just, they're like, oh, it's got infinite open worlds. And immediately my brain shuts off. So um, it's got really cool art. I like the character designs. Um, and I do want the studio to succeed. But this one might not be the one for me.
0: Yeah, I mean, I will say this is their third game, right? They haven't missed yet.
1: So True, yeah.
0: Um, definitely not writing them off, but yeah. Uh, one we're both very excited about, and another one that I think we'll probably review, Little Nightmares 3.
1: Yeah, we reviewed 1 and 2, um, which goes up in the Pantheon next to Anodyne as games we reviewed for the show that instantly became some of my favorites <laughs> of all time. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Little Nightmares 2 and, two. to some extent, two 1. So 2 is extremely good. I need um, to revisit 1
0: on a better hardware. <laughs> oh
1: yeah, you played the Switch version. Don't do that.
0: Don't do that.
1: Don't do that. It's bad. Um, The, yeah, Little Nightmares 3. The, it was announced, well, it was announced a while ago, um, after the release of 2, that Tarsier Studios uh, would no longer be developing Little Nightmares games. They were like, yep, we're done. Um, We're going to go work on something else, which they haven't, Mm -hmm. they announced like, uh, with like a screenshot of something that looks very cool, but um, yeah, we don't know much about that. There's then, also
0: like a spin-off team that's making like a sci-fi
1: thing maybe that's that what also has of. a
0: very little nightmares aesthetic to it yeah
1: um so then when we saw the announcement of little nightmares 3 it's like okay well we know it's not tarsier studios um but it's still bandai namco who has who owns the rights to the ip and they have super massive games working on it which is the developers behind uh, Until Dawn, I guess, is the main thing <laughs> you would think of. Um, yeah.
0: And the, um, the other series they've got that's the Until Dark, Dawn-like.
1: Dark Pictures Anthology. Yeah. Um, but they were also the ones responsible for helping port both Little Nightmares games to different systems. They're responsible for the PS5 port of Little Nightmares 2. Um, they also used to be way back in the day, a support studio for little big planet, just like Tarsier studios used to be. (laughs) So uh, I'm optimistic with their horror chops and their previous work history that it could be cool. Um, My main worry is that it is actually dedicated co-op this time, unlike little nightmares Two, which only had an AI companion and um, it's going for more like more of a fantastical, like otherworldly look not that the other two didn't but they were at least a little more grounded than this one so i'm interested it could be really cool but i'm also like oh if it's a direction the series goes after the original developer that i'm not a fan of i'm not upset you know
0: yeah it's a weird one because like i do feel like little nightmares 2 felt like it put a bow on the story um a little bit so like having another one is is definitely interesting I actually think that makes having another one by a different developer go down easier <laughs>
1: to me. And there's no hint that it has any of the old characters in it. So it could just yeah. be like, this is somewhere completely different in the world, right? And it just doesn't have to match up. Which,
0: yeah, I could be okay with. Because honestly, until that sci-fi thing comes out or whatever Tarsier's is doing next too, um, nobody else has given us this aesthetic. <laughs> like, True, yeah. And it's very cool. So I'm not opposed to seeing it continue. Um, it is a wait and see I am also concerned about the co-op I you know these are horror games so how's that going to mess up the tone we'll see right. Um,
1: uh, here's one that you put on here it's Lost Soul Aside
0: hell yeah uh, this is one of those um, that could either be the sickest thing ever or really bad <laughs> and we yeah. don't know yet because I believe it's a single developer making a aaa looking thing which is always kind of a a hard that's a hard thing to do um but this is one that i think playstation is actually publishing because um, they're doing a bunch of like work with chinese developers and this is one of those um it looks very devil may cry-esque it looks very cool i encourage people to go look up the trailer i'm definitely intrigued by it and hoping it's good
1: i got a lot of final fantasy 16 vibes which i know this has probably been in development since before that got announced but that sort of like character action but with a bunch of really flashy magic particle effects that kind of stuff Um, yeah very exciting and i
0: should say i they they might have more they might have a team working on it now i know it started as a single developer project but we'll see
1: all right this is one that i will get but i'm i have issues with this is luigi's mansion (laughs) 2 hd
0: (laughs) i'm telling you i think having this game on a home console will fix some of its issues Oh, Not for sure. I don't doubt that. Because they're doing anything different, but because it'll reframe how we think about it. Uh,
1: mm, Yeah. <laughs> this is one we reviewed way long ago. Um, but it is... That game has, like, the most long-winded missions. <laughs>
0: yes. And I think because it was a portable game, we felt that way. I think we were like, why does this go on forever? I don't know. I think, like, having it on, on your TV... It's, it's going to feel better.
1: Yeah, you're probably right. Um, I've also played this game several times, and it is my least favorite in the trilogy. Um, still a fine game. It just doesn't have the same magic as either 1 or 3.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: I'm also, I also have issues with it, mainly because they're releasing Luigi's Mansion 2 HD on the Switch, and there's still no modern way to play Luigi's Mansion 1 because the 3ds version is kind of gone right you can't buy it digitally and the physical copies are too expensive um and then the the only other release was the gamecube right it never got any virtual console it sucks because this would have
0: been a perfect double pack right Right? exactly
1: (laughs) i'm so mad i'm like just give us a double pack because one is not long enough to justify releasing by itself in this market right maybe back then as a launch window game it's like okay fine it's like two hours um, with some replay value. but yeah, if you bundle it with two, which is a meteor experience for better or worse, I think that would be a smart move, but they just didn't. <laughs> I don't know,
0: yeah uh, i I also found out I think I'm the only person who liked the Dark Moon subtitle.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> i th- I always thought it was weird that every other region except the states got it called Luigi's Mansion Two, whereas we got it called Dark Moon. Um, but now that it's gone, I'm like, oh, I did kind of like Dark Moon.
0: It's just weird. Um, great animation in that game, though. Lots of good character stuff for Luigi.
1: Oh, for sure. It's next level games. They're still pumping it out. Again, I would still probably buy it, but I might not be <laughs> the most happy about it. All
0: right. What about this next one? We have Marathon. Man. Um. Interesting one. Interesting that this is uh Bungie's next game, of course. I probably won't play it, but it's a new Bungie game. I feel obligated to put it on a list.
1: Yeah, is it going to be free to play? Did they say that?
0: I assume so I don't know if they've actually said it but okay
1: well then at least you're not out a bunch of money if it's bad
0: (laughs) yeah maybe we can play it together there you go um but it's an extraction shooter which is a genre I've never gotten into but already feels like it's dying you know yeah really so it's just like it's just that thing with live service games and stuff where it's like y'all yeah, stop making these. <laughs> they're not working now. but I don't know. It is Bungie, so maybe they're the ones who can make it work.
1: Yeah, um, it also does feel like since Destiny 2 is wrapping up its current story, it's not ending by any means. It makes too much money to end it. Um, but it's wrapping up its current story. It might be like, oh, well, people that want to bail out can jump to this thing, right? Or trying to pick up some people that um, might have dropped off or are a fan of this genre but don't want an MMO really um it just feels like oh they destiny 2 is waning so they need another live service to keep up their margins or something so i'm a little concerned but i don't know could be cool
0: yeah um yeah we'll see
1: um i'm actually going to drop one in right now cuz i remember oh, i backed it um is mariachi legends oh
0: yeah this is like that it's like a it's another metrovania right but it's got like this
1: it has some of the most gorgeous 2d pixel art i've seen in ages um and it's like a pretty small mexican team that's making it um but yeah you like it's got that mariachi i guess aesthetic um that sort of like traditional mexican artwork and stuff um, with just like this really dynamic, awesome looking pixel art and, um, like very some,
0: dense pixel art.
1: Yeah. And there's some, um, really like focusing on the hand to hand combat, almost like a Guacamelee, um, but more in the vein of like symphony of the night kind of style. So, um, pretty interested. I'm, I backed it. So that's why I'm like, I should bring it up at least, but
0: yeah, that's a good call. Um, believe this next one is a as a U game, uh The oh, Mermaid's for sure. Tongue.
1: The Mermaid's Tongue, yeah. Remember SFB games, developers of uh, Crow <laughs> Country and Tangle Tower? Guess what? They're making another Tangle Tower. Um Tangle Tower, if you didn't know, was I believe twenty eighteen. It's a murder and You probably
0: didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know this team who made snipper clips was doing other things. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, Tangle Tower is, I believe, started as an Apple Arcade game, which is why nobody knew about it, um, but it's released on PC and stuff, and I recommend you play it. It is a murder mystery, um, like, detective game where you're going around picking up evidence and talking to people and um, learning what happened around the murder. Uh, this is not the first in this series, technically. Um, it stars Detective Grimoire, um, who also starred in a game previous prior to this which I forget the subtitle of, but is actually called Detective Grimoire, um, which is also the sequel to a 2007 Flash game. So (laughs) Tangle Tower is where it's like, oh, this one, they put a lot of money and effort into the artwork and stuff. And um, this new one is the exact same Tangle Tower art style. Uh, Detective Grimoire had a very different art style. Um, But this is the same art style as Tangle Tower, All of the evidence is now three D models as opposed to two D artwork, so you can have more dynamic, like discovering of facts between of within the evidence rather than just picking it up. Um, To the
0: Resident Evil spin around a three D model.
1: Yeah, or to call back earlier in this list, like Apollo Justice um, did uh, using that fancy (laughs) BS tech that it had. So I'm, Tangle Tower was a very. Surprisingly good game, I guess. Um, I got it gifted to me by my sibling, and I really enjoyed it. So, uh, I'm I'm all in for this. I'm glad they're doing more of these.
0: Cool. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Uh, this next one, Metal Gear Solid Delta Sna- Snake Eater. Um, doing this list made me realize the official name for this game is Delta.
1: <laughs> uh sure, <laughs> sure, man.
0: Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I do appreciate when remakes differentiate themselves in the name a little bit.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah. Do it just is call annoying it Metal that there Solid three again because that's going to get too confusing. Yeah,
0: yeah, it is annoying that there are two Resident Evil Fours. You got to think about, you know. I'm starting so, to call
1: the original four Resident Evil.
0: Fair. Yep. Uh, Just like the art, just like the box art. Yep, it says four <laughs> Resident Evil. So, yeah, this is a remake of Metal Gear Solid 3 um the next middle gear solid game i have to play
1: yeah are you gonna play the original or are you gonna wait
0: i'm gonna play the original yeah I think.
1: okay uh, climb that that's ladder the
0: path i'm on yeah um we'll see about this remake it it looks quite nice um when it initially the, the, the like first trailer i saw a bunch of people like being annoyed because it doesn't have like a green filter on it so we'll see
1: yeah <laughs> well,
0: that's... it's always kind of hard when i haven't played a game when i see a controversy <laughs> about it i'm like okay yeah, I don't, I don't know if y'all are right on the sweat or not.
1: I'm thinking it could be all right. Um, this is modern Konami, so I'm cautious. Obviously, I also wonder if they did just put out the Metal Gear Solid Legacy Collection Volume One. I guess so. It has so you could get the original Metal Gear Solid Three. This isn't trying to replace it. I guess yeah, is, which is always appreciated. Yeah, I I do like that the. I'm thinking with them calling it Delta and not three and metal gear solid three being the first in the metal gear timeline. I wonder if this isn't going to start them remaking the ones later in the timeline.
0: Um, You think it's like a soft reboot kind of thing.
1: Yeah, potentially, or even just like remaking three and then potentially like portable ops peacemaker (coughs) or peace Walker. And then so that it ties into five better since five is already on modern systems and then they could mm-hmm. look at doing the future timeline later, but like, I don't know. It could be cool. Um, three is also a good place to start in general, just cause the story is pretty accessible.
0: Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's that kind of thing too, where if it's good, it's just going to get more people into the series. Right. Like, yeah. And if it's bad, people ignore it. Like there's not, it's,
1: you know, it can't do that much harm really. And I, um, and Die Hard. Kojima fans will cry heresy or whatever about it but like I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Could be cool. Just, it's just the yeah, the state of things. Yeah. You know, it, it's
0: always like for as much as like we talk about games holding up and about stuff like that, like there's always control things that like like Resident Evil I think is a Resident Evil 4 is a great example of like a game that like yeah, it holds up but after you spend an hour getting used to how it controls.
1: <laughs> I don't know, I so played like, that Wii version pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. So, but
0: like the question is, they're like, well, does it actually hold up if you have to get used to it? And it's like, yeah, oh, true. okay, it's a fair point. So like having a remake is not necessarily a, a negative.
1: Um, um, I will um, talk more about <laughs> remakes later on this list and be very upset. So take all of what I say <laughs> at the grain of salt, I guess. uh
0: Metaphor Refantasio, <laughs> a game that I'm actually pretty excited about.
1: Yeah, this is a, a fantasy persona. <laughs>
0: yeah uh this looks cool it it's very much like it, it is the persona team or like yeah yeah
1: it's the same people developers. who left that team to make something else it's it's um, at least a lot of core staff
0: yeah um but it's just it's a fantasy game but it's also got a lot of like like there's like a skateboardy thing the main character's writing on i don't know it looks really cool um it looks like it will have some action elements to it as well as turn-based which is interesting i'm, I'm pretty intrigued by this one
1: yeah, I'm curious now that I'm more into JRPGs, I guess, to keep an eye on it.
0: Um, one of the most important releases of the year, Ollie Frog, Toad Skater, I believe is the, <laughs> the yeah, subtitle full of it. name of this one. Um, This is a Tony Hawk-like where you play as a frog.
1: What's not to like? This is a very cartoony round frog as well.
0: And when I say Tony Hawk like, it plays almost identically to Tony Hawk. <laughs> there is a demo on Steam. Go check that out. It plays great on Steam Deck. It's a lot of fun. Um, I think the visual aesthetic here is really nice. It has a lot of like nice pastoral's kind of kind of vibe to it. Uh, really, really cool game. It, it's shaping up to be so. Definitely uh, give that one a look. You want to grab the next couple?
1: Uh, yeah, we got another. A big rpg release i guess we got paper mario the thousand year door remake what very do you think excited about, for this what do you think about thousand year door being remade
0: um i'm pretty excited uh this is a case where i probably will just wait for this remake i played the original paper mario last year so um i'm i'm ready for it it looks great i've never played thousand year door so I'm ready to experience the game that everybody says is great. I'm sure I will get to the end of it and go, ah, Super Paper Mario is still better. <laughs>
1: yeah, you're a Super pa- Paper Mario fan. Nerds.
0: And Nerd. then I yeah. fart and <laughs> slam the door or whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah, I played the original Paper Mario on NSO not too long ago. and um, I'd, I had played over half of it before on the n64 and really enjoyed it and yeah it it holds up i think i think it's just a fun cozy rpg like if you played the mario rpg remake it will feel very familiar um so seeing this one get remade and not the original i'm not too upset about it uh, mostly because they're pretty standalone anyway so it's not like you're missing out on yeah. plot um but the original's worth playing too um thousand year door i don't think I ever got very far into, but it's also way longer than the original. Um, like at least a full 10 hours longer. So we'll see. Um, maybe some quality of life features will help smooth it out a little bit, but
0: for sure. All right. Uh,
1: parcel core. Tell us about parcel core.
0: Uh, This is just a cool looking thing that I happened to stumble upon a couple months ago. Um, it is, got the like aesthetic and style of like jet set radio it's got that like cel-shaded very colorful environment like big blue skies like hi-fi rush kind of looking um and it is a a game like that where you're on a bike and you're grinding and moving around but it seems like it has more elements taken from like crazy taxi (laughs) where you have to deliver parcels to specific locations um and do it in a time limit and stuff like that so honestly the thing i'm excited about it is i think it's going to solve both my issues with radio and crazy taxi uh because it just looks like a fun momentum-based movement game that's also arcadey it looks great it just looks like a good time um one to definitely keep on your radar
1: oh yeah it looks a lot of like a lot of fun and after you know enjoying bomber cyberpunk i'm in i'm ready for another game like this we also didn't mentioned cuz we don't think it's coming out this year but uh, they are making a new Jet Set radio game <laughs> so I'll be in for oh, that as well. Yeah, that's not coming out. None yeah. of those Sega games are coming out. Yeah. Um
0: All right. This next one though.
1: Probably my favorite, probably like one of my most anticipated games that has Straight that doesn't up, have a release my date. Most anticipated. Yeah. Uh Penny's Big Breakaway. Let's fucking go. Uh yeah, this is the same team our same uh, team members as sonic mania which is like probably one of my favorite sonic games period um but this is not a sonic game this is a 3d platformer with pretty advanced movement tech
0: yeah and it's not even like a 3d it's not even trying to be like a sonic adventure game which you might expect it looks like it's it's its own thing actually it, the thing it looks like close to is actually ape escape really uh specifically because i believe the way you control it is the left stick is your yo-yo that is like your grappling hook and your attack and everything so it kind of looks like you have to like manage your movement and that at the same time um which is very ape escape
1: it's honestly giving me a lot of like mario odyssey movement vibes where you're like controlling the hat at the same time
0: yeah that's true too um I should say, I think that's how it works. I don't remember. It's been a while since I've watched anything in this game, specifically because it's what I'm definitely going to play.
1: So yeah, save some of the it. surprises. I'm very excited for it, though.
0: Yeah, also a very cool look, like very pastoral. Again, like like Ollie Frog, um, but like I haven't seen a 3D platformer that's like looks like that. <laughs> it looks very polished and neat. All
1: right, this is one that's been on I think both of our radars for a while. This is replaced
0: replaced yeah um another one that is it going to come out this year who knows um i believe this is being made in the ukraine which explains you know why it was announced so long ago and then just we haven't heard much about it since um so you know our our hearts go out to those developers (laughs) hopefully they're doing okay uh but yeah this is a like a 2d action game that has like a lot of like tilt shift looking vibes to it
1: yeah, man, this is another one where, like, the pixel art is just stellar. And the way it blends, oh, like, it's, incredible. it's pixel art with its 3D but still pixel art textured environments and, like, the actual high-quality modern lighting on top of that, that sort of HD2D look that we've seen, uh, but yeah. into, a, like, a side-scroller is super cool.
0: Like an action game where, where the camera shifts, too. Like, it's got dramatic, like, shifts when you're, like, you know it's kind of like a lot of very visceral looking like like punching a dude and getting him on the ground and then punching him in the head and it's like the camera shifting to like angle at it it just looks like a, it looks like it has so much style and it looks very very cool <laughs> fingers crossed for that one
1: all right you got any interest in Rift of the Necrodancer
0: I do I think this looks very cool um this one's a rhythm game but it's, uh, what was the first one? First one was Rift of the... First one was Crypt
1: of the Necrodancer. Crypt
0: of the Necrodancer, okay. And that was like a roguelike dungeon crawler. Yeah. Where you had to like move based on the beat and stuff like that. And then this team went and did the Zelda one, which was really good, actually.
1: Yeah, actually that one's, I'm, I've played Crypt of the Necrodancer for years now. Like I played it kind of when it came out. And I never got very far in it. I think it's like, it's cool, but I'm also really bad at it. <laughs> um, yeah, it sure. Leans on. It's more like strategy elements where like you're planning out your movements, but you're doing it on a time limit essentially. Cause you have to match the beat. Um the Zelda one, which is great. That one's fantastic. Uh, so this one not being anything like that, <laughs> but still in the same universe, I'm, this one's almost like more of a DDR game.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's got like a note highway, right? So like, it resembles a Guitar Hero or whatever. Um, um, yeah, I I think it looks cool. I love the animation style. I think it it looks so nice. Um, it's one that's going to live and die based on the music, of course. So yeah, we'll see. Sure.
1: Um, There's um, also the Zelda.
0: One was based off of Zelda music, so that was great. Um, oh, okay. I'm not familiar with Crypt of the Necrodancer, so it's um, it, it's I'm just going to have to hear some of that music to to be interested in this one.
1: Yeah, it also has what looks to be like either mini games or side modes where it's emulating a Rhythm Heaven and as a Rhythm Heaven fan, I guess that <laughs> makes me happy. So I'll be interested.
0: Um, Next we have The Rise of the Golden Idol.
1: A Really shocking announcement at the Game Awards, for me at least, because um, The Curse of the Golden Idol is on my backlog and got really good reviews as a like point and click mystery game. And then to see that they're doing more of that with a more 3d style, or even like just a more detailed style, I guess, um, I'm into it. I'm, I will keep my eye on it for whenever I actually play curse of the golden idol.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm not actually familiar with these, but I know they're very well loved. Um, I'm also realizing we fucked up and did not put pony Island on here. Did
1: we? Oh yeah. Uh, Yeah, Pony Island Two, Panda Circus, which looks very cool. um, I went down my I saw that trailer again, and I was like, "Oh, this is great! I should go down my deep Daniel Mullins rabbit hole again." Uh, So I replayed All of Inscription again, (laughs) because why not? I also played The Hex, um, which is his other game that was between Pony Island and Inscription. Uh, Would recommend it. It's got a lot of different gameplay styles, but tells an interesting story. The main thing that I wanted to bring up, though, about that is that the name Pony Island 2 Panda Circus is was the end result of the ARG in the original Pony Island that had to be patched in after the game's released because people kept digging into secrets that weren't there. <laughs> um, I love that. That's so fun. There was a hidden voice message that... Um, is like a reference to something in the story of Pony Island, but it sounded garbled. So people tried to reverse it and it just says a beeper perhaps, which wasn't meant to be anything. Um, but then Daniel Mullins patched in like, just like a bug fix update, but secretly put in an entire ARG around it. And at the end it would show a screen on this arcade cabinet that said Pony Island 2 Panda Circus as a joke. And then two, ge- three games later, he's like, Oh no, we're actually going to make Panda Circus. <laughs>
0: That's great. What a fun thing. Um, okay. Senua Saga Hellblade 2. This one's all you. Yeah. Um, I really like the first Hellblade. I think it's it's very cool. It's it's got a, a really interesting depiction of um of uh, uh sorry. <laughs> Blinking.
1: Is this the PTSD one?
0: Yeah, PTSD, but also um, voices in your head. What is that called? Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm to...
1: no, um I'm sorry, everybody. Yeah, no. No, oh, it is schizophrenia, okay. right? Okay. Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah, but it's got a, lot of, a very interesting depiction of that, where they worked with experts to try to get it right. Um, it's it's got a lot of unsettling vibes to it. I think it's a a very cool game that um I'm excited to see get a sequel. I am. I have some concerns around this one. In the first game was kind of like ninja theory's idea of like can we make a AAA quality game with like a really small team on a really small budget and they did that and this one just feels like a AAA game which might be fine but i it also might carve away at the identity a little too much um i think the other big concern i have just around gameplay wise is combat combat in the first hellblade was incredibly simplistic which i think for a shorter game was fine but um, in a longer experience like this might be that that is a bit concerning to me personally um we'll see though but uh you know at the very least it's gonna have cool fantasy horror stuff in it and i i'm a sucker for that kind of thing so
1: yeah this one's the first game's also been in my backlog forever um for the longest time i didn't believe it was actually a video game <laughs> i think it's an animated movie um but you know maybe i'll play it it it
0: I I think it does do, like, the the thing where it'll have, like, live action stuff on top of it, too, which is also a very cool aesthetic. So they do play around with that a little bit. Um, I don't know. It's a game where everybody's very muddy.
1: Yes, that I know for sure. Everything's very dirty. This and a a plague tale I also have not seen be a real video game, but it's got a lot of rats in it.
0: (laughs) Um... Okay, Uh, next one. Very cool. Another, like, well, I guess not another one. I guess it's the first unreleased game, but like another game that we're all going to be getting for the first time, which is Shantae uh, Advance Risky Revolution.
1: Yeah, so um, uh, back in the day, they created Shantae on their Game Boy Color um, after the Game Boy Advance was already out. So then when they were going to make a sequel, they're like, oh, we'll just put it on the Game Boy Advance. And then it got delayed, and... Um, they couldn't find a proper publisher for it and all kinds of development hell. So the game they actually ended up making was um, Risky's Revenge, I believe, which released as DSiWare and then later (laughs) on to PC and stuff. So the concept for the original Shantae 2 essentially uh, and some of the files were still around, so they're like, oh, well, Shantae's popular now, right? And we got publishing partners, so they're going to go back and actually finish Shantae Advance and then release it as a Game Boy Advance game.
0: (laughs) It's so cool. I love that.
1: Yeah, imagine like, think of all of the canceled old games or sequels that then got cannibalized into something else later down the line. Like, what would that original game look like? And obviously, it's going to be either slightly different team members than were back in the day or those same team members have several years more experience right like it's not going to be the same thing they would have made but to see those concepts executed is going to be pretty cool
0: and you say it as a gba game they're actually putting out a cart for yes yes and i'm just really cool
1: i'm all into like people releasing new gba games i'm still waiting on my copy of good boy galaxy to show up for the gba Um, but they put that out as a gba rom so like i could play it on an emulator Um, so I'm, I'm all into it. I love using an old hardware's limitations for your benefit in a way.
0: It's also coming out on modern platforms too, so (laughs) it'll be available everywhere, but yeah, it's just neat. Um, Silent Hill 2.
1: Why don't you talk about Silent Hill 2? (laughs) You want me to talk about it? Yeah, you go first.
0: I'm okay. I'll be a little bit more positive. Okay. That's as probably why you put it on this Zero list. experience with this developer or this series. <laughs> I am fresh. I have nothing to do with either of these. I've always been wanting to get into the Silent Hills as a Resident Evil fan. I know they're supposed to be amazing. I've always been a little bit worried it's going to be one of those things. I get into an old game everybody loves and go, "This is old," and there are lots of things about it I don't like. So I'm always a little nervous about it. Um. So I think a a remake. A mono remake might be a good way to do it, maybe.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you there. I've only played Silent Hill 1. <laughs> I'm a fake Silent Hill fan. Uh, I own a lot of them and need to get to them. But there's something... I've started <laughs> Silent Hill 2 several times and never gotten very far. But I think that's partially due to my PS2 having some issues. The... The reason I'm not, the reason I have issues with this remake (laughs) is it is being developed by Bloober Team, who I don't think have made a good game ever. (laughs) Um, Their history is the Layers of Fear games, the Observer, which I think is the only one that has a chance of being good for me, um, the Medium, and there's probably a couple others, probably some more Layers of Fear games, I forgot. Anyway, uh, the actual plot of the Layers of Fear games and um, to some extent, the medium, the medium has other issues. The main like issue with the Layers of Fear games is that the way they treat the characters with mental illness is just like with contempt. (laughs) Where they're like, oh, well, they shouldn't get help. They should just be dealt with or like pushed to the side And I don't think that's a very healthy take to have in horror games, especially not Silent Hill, which does deal, and especially Silent Hill 2, which does deal with mental health and personal issues in a very compassionate way. Um, so letting them take on this story, I'm worried that something's going to be compromised in that adaptation. Um, they're also a developer just on like a aesthetic side that is very notorious for just simplistic jump scares, like not any actual scary s- stuff in their games. <laughs> um, where in like a more atmospheric psychological horror game, like Silent Hill two, isn't going to work super good. Um, so I don't know. I don't think it's going to be good, but I do hope that in adapting Silent Hill two, a bluer team learns what a good horror game or good take on mental illness is. And that might be asking for a lot. Um, again, just with like my issues with metal gear, like I think it's also just modern Konami. I'm a little worried about as well.
0: Yeah. And unlike metal gear, there's no modern versions of those silent hill games, which is quite frustrating actually. <laughs> it's oh, it's extremely like frustrating. Yeah.
1: The only yeah. one that has a digital PC release is silent hill four.
0: <laughs> that sucks
1: um although i do hear there's a silent hill 2 enhanced edition on pc that is like a fan mod i think of a old pc version of silent hill 2 that is supposed to be the best way to play that game i haven't done it yet but um that's from what i hear i also emulated the first game and it was pretty good so you know (laughs) there's ways but i would like an official re-release of them at some point
0: yeah, it would be nice. I, I think that point about the mental illness stuff too is is a, is a good thing to bring up. And I think that's going to be hard coming from the series, but also in a year with a lot of horror games, including Hellblade 2, which I think that's one thing that they're probably not going to fuck up. <laughs> so it's going to be a hard um hard thing to do there. Yeah,
1: and it's also been like Silent Hill 2 and the series as a whole has always struggled with using their horror as metaphor. Um, because they were really good at that. And then those things became iconic, like pyramid head originates in silent Hill two. Right. And it is a metaphor for the main characters own impulses, but then it's super iconic. So now it's in everything. (laughs) It's like, Oh, well by idolizing silent Hill two, as evidenced by the fact they didn't remake the first one, right? Like they're, this is the good one. We're going to put this one out first. Um,
0: kind of making iron giant a gun
1: right it's that it's that kind of thing so yeah um yeah i'm worried about it but i'm also like you know nothing says i have to buy it right i I still can go play the ps2 one so
0: and again you know at at worst it'll raise awareness and maybe more people will maybe it'll drive like me to finally go play those games (laughs) the original versions right yeah um what if i told you there was a video game coming out that allowed you to play as a body that is entirely consistent of glass and pain.
1: What if I told you there was another game coming out this year with skateboarding (laughs) called skate score,
0: skate story.
1: Oh my God. The Aesthetics on this one are off the charts. Oh,
0: it's so cool looking. Um, yeah, you were playing as like a glass humanoid person skateboarding. So like you fall and you shatter, um, this this looks very cool it looks very like experiential like it, it's not like a tony hawk or a skate or an ollie frog even um or or a parcel core right like it's it's not an extreme sports game but like it's a skateboarding sim that just looks very trippy and very unique and i'm i cannot wait for this one
1: this one looks like it's going to be the thumper of skateboarding games
0: <laughs> yeah that might actually be a good good thing to call it yeah i like that um and n- no marketing line goes as hard as you are glass and pain <laughs>
1: <laughs> the two things you're made out of and you have to <laughs> you're forced to skateboard by the demons uh
0: why don't you tell me about splatoon 3 side order
1: uh i'm really wanting more information about this i really want to know when this comes out i i love all of the single player content for splatoon just in general the whole series um i don't play splatoon 3 as much as i should have actually there was just a Splatfest this past weekend that i played exactly zero matches in (laughs) so sorry about that guys um but this dlc i'm this is supposed to be like the big single player dlc of splatoon 3 just like octo expansion was for two Um, we get like Pearl and Marina from two back, which I'm excited to see. My only concern is that it seems like it might be a roguelike stuff. (laughs) Um, and like more of a wave based thing. But again, we know that's really
0: hot right now, huh?
1: Yeah. But again, like I know it's going to be good. Like, I just wish we knew more specifics about it. Um, So I could be more excited about it. I love the aesthetic, you know, Splatoon's been always extremely colorful. So kind of washing it out is a very interesting idea where normally that would be bad. I think this is a unique take on it. Um, And then you get to like add different colors to your personal color palette that gets to be your like abilities. Um, So I think that's a a cool idea. We also get characters like Deadfish in more times, more than just like promotional art, so I think they'll be cool, but yeah, I'm always excited for more Splatoon, but I'm not as hyped about this one as I have in the past.
0: Uh, fair enough. Um, Star Wars Outlaws. I'm hoping this is awesome. Um, I think I talked about with Sandland that I kind of want if we're going to do open world games, I want GTA clones again, <laughs> and this looks like a GTA clone but with a Star Wars skin, which I'm into. I think it looks really cool. Like, in the, whatever their gameplay demo they did, there's a point where the main character just, like, grabs one of the Star Wars, like, speeder, like, cycle things. I'm like, ah, that just looks like fun. Like, like there's, like, a, a funness to it, to it that I'm, I'm really hoping is cool. Um, also, I'm into playing as, a, as an outlaw in those games. Um, you got your little, like, blaster pistol and stuff. I, I think that there's a lot of potential there um of course it is a ubisoft game so there is the pitfall <laughs> like if we assassins creed valhalla this and it's the same thing over and over and over again for 100 hours then no no thanks but um we'll see
1: yeah this is one i when it was first announced i was fully in my star wars fatigue where i was like oh none of this is good aside from andor like none of this is really great uh, and then I played Jedi Fallen Order and I was like, oh, no, wait, Star Wars can be really cool. And I rewatched the trailer and I'm like, oh, yeah, this has the chance to be really cool. Um, yeah. You know, with the fun creatures and the droids and like you said, riding on all the vehicles, which is something you don't get a lot in modern Star Wars games. Um, and yeah, it could be really cool. Again, I'm cautious about it being a Ubisoft open world game, but I'll keep my eye on it.
0: I will say I did like in that gameplay presentation where it was like a shooting bit and then the driving bit and both of those looked like fun. (laughs) Like nothing looked compromised there. So we'll see. Um, It also has the coolest like you're wanted alert I've seen in a video game in a long time. Yeah. (laughs) Like it just fills the screen with text it's like red white text. It just looks really cool. Um, You want to hit us up with these last couple?
1: Yeah, we have Stellar Blade. Uh, yeah. This is one that was shown at a PlayStation showcase. I believe it's another Chinese team being published by Sony. I think um, this is Korean. Uh, I believe they're a Korean team. Okay. Um, I actually didn't look it up very closely, so you're probably right. Um, it is a action, like a Bayonetta game, but with some crazy sci-fi stuff going on. Uh, I know nothing about what this game's plot's going to be, but it certainly looks fun. <laughs>
0: No, it it looks insane, and that's okay. That's what I want out of a game like this. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah, I'm definitely excited for this. My favorite thing about it, actually, is when we were, um, I think we watched whatever presentation this got revealed together, and uh, <laughs> we we're looking at it like, "Is this near?" <laughs> no, this, this near? looks too nice to be near. <laughs> <laughs> this is too good looking.
1: <laughs> oh my god,
0: love you near, but you're ugly as hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm pretty excited for this one. You know it's of course it's one of those words like gameplay story wise or gameplay or story and like character wise yeah i don't really care it's gonna live by that gameplay so we'll see um, yeah
1: um it also had a release date of 2023 and then december so last month they're like oh wait <laughs> no we're having, yeah. we have to delay it so we'll see if it comes out this yeah. year but um it, it probably will Um uh, we have one that i completely forgot happened was going to happen is tormented souls 2
0: i have not played this first one yet but you have
1: uh i tried it i have not gotten very far because my list of horror games is longer than my list of rpgs <laughs> um but it is These very horror cool games
0: are significantly shorter yeah
1: typically. i could bust out a lot of them i got like seven Resin- <laughs> six resident evils to get through yeah i'll get there um tormented souls though is very cool because it's a fixed camera angle tank control style horror game from a very small team that you don't see a lot of these days um it had some cool horror concepts um and the enemy designs pretty cool so i i'm glad this is getting a sequel mainly just because i it means that the first game did pretty good um and i'm always for more classic horror games getting on the market so
0: yeah i mean this one unlike a lot of the other horror games we have on here which is a lot Um, especially ones that are trying to be classic style they usually don't go all the way they usually adapt modern things in there like controls and stuff like that whereas this one always felt like one that's just like no we are we are classic all the way for better or for worse
1: yeah well and I think the fixed camera angles is something that doesn't get shown off a lot and has a lot of potential in framing different scenes Um, and the first game definitely did some of that so very cool uh next one we have unbeatable which is a very forgettable title but is very cool looking game
0: (laughs) well it's a pun to be fair
1: (laughs) yeah i didn't capitalize the beat in unbeatable
0: uh this is the most exciting rhythm game to me it's it's an indie one it's got a very cool aesthetic um it it's kind of got it's kind of like simplistically like if you think about paper mario like the flat characters in like a low poly 3d environment um but it's, it's a rhythm game where you're like, there are note charts coming at you and you have to hit the notes correctly. And it's just got a lot of really fun pop punk music in there. Like I think original tracks too. Um, there's a demo you can play on Steam, which I, I got way into, I think like two years ago when they first released it.
1: Yeah, it's called Unbeatable um, White Label. Is what the demo is called.
0: Yeah, so they've they've been cooking on this one for a while. I'm, I'm hoping we see it. It's of course an indie game. So like, you know, could be this year, could be in three years. We'll see. But yeah, it, it's very neat looking and, and plays, the demo plays really well. So.
1: All right. Last couple I think were both Game Awards announcements. We got Visions of Mana.
0: Yeah. I've never played any of the Mana games. This one just caught my eye because it's like an in action RPG looking thing. Um, looks nice. I know those games are supposed to be pretty good. So that's why I put it on here. I'm, I'm vaguely intrigued by it. I, maybe someday I'll get into the series. I think they're Final Fantasy likes. So. Kind of just jump into the new one. I I assume
1: um, the one that I at least hear a lot of people talk about mainly because I think it was the one that got localized first. Um, Trials? No, it was Secrets of Mana on okay, the Secrets of Mana. on the Super Nintendo. Um, yeah, like yeah, this is and an that's old series. So yeah, and that's one that like I have heard about as a classic RPG. You know, back in the heyday of RPGs. Um, so to see them. You know, continue the franchise they've done a couple others here and there uh, i think there was a big collection recently just called collection of mana which is great it's a good title good title so to see it go into the action rpg um formula i think could be very interesting
0: visions of mana bad title
1: uh, they don't all have great titles <laughs> they, you could just tell it's a mana game because they're of mana
0: uh last one here last one is
1: world of goo 2 hell yeah world of two
0: is an old ass puzzle game that i had forgot existed until this got announced
1: oh my god yeah i world of goo was one of the like original ipad games like (laughs) that's how i remember it dude
0: fuck that i know it's not the original but for me it's like one of the original indie games
1: (laughs) oh that too yeah
0: like It's like one of the first indie games I ever played, I think.
1: Um, I remember the WiiWare version being pretty good. <laughs> that speaks to how old it is, I guess.
0: I played a lot of it on iPad back in the day.
1: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, you pointed it out. Because um, this is also the... I guess now they're called the Tomorrow Corporation. Um, is their development studio. I've played pretty much most of their games except World of Goo. <laughs> Um, I played little Inferno and human resource machine. Um, I think they did one after that, that I probably haven't touched, but um, seeing this got announced, made me go back and be like, Oh, I should try world of goo again. Uh, Yeah. It's still fun. (laughs) It's on Netflix games. If you want to play it on a mobile device and have a Netflix account, otherwise it's, you know, on PC and switch and all that.
0: It's definitely a game. I would recommend playing it. Not with a controller.
1: Yeah, no, you very much because you can do
0: it with a mouse or a touch is probably how you want to do that one.
1: Or a Wii Remote.
0: Or a Wii Remote. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um Yeah, it's a cool game. Um that is the end of our list. Um I will say, you know, there's probably a new Nintendo console this year. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I don't... we can get a new three D Mario.
1: I don't Maybe, believe any of the crossed. leaks so far, but um especially not what was the most recent one from Game Shark that Nobody knew they still existed. They're like, oh, we got the Switch too. It's like, no, you don't.
0: Excuse (laughs) me. You mean AI Shark?
1: Yeah, right. Or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Um Um, anyway, the fact that the reason I believe a new Switch console is possible is looking at a lot of the releases, you know, like, they're not putting Luigi's Mansion 2. In the opening parts of a console, right? This is like, oh, we're sending this one off, and then we'll, if you, if it's backwards compatible, you can pick it up on the next one, right?
0: Yeah, here's a bunch of ports and remakes, right? Yeah, it's Donkey Kong, it's Paper Mario, and Princess Peach is like the only new thing we have announced for Nintendo this year so far.
1: Yeah, so if that's like, oh, well, here's all of our actual big hitters with the new console, that would be when they would announce it, right?
0: Yeah. Um, um 3d mario please 3d mario
1: that's the hope right
0: <laughs> I, I need i need my odyssey fix i need it um um and maybe metroid prime 4
1: maybe <laughs> let's hope man i've <laughs> tried not to put too much mental energy into prime 4 because every time i do it makes me sad <laughs> like when is this coming out
0: here's what i'll say i'll say this to you and the audience if prime 4 gets announced we should totally do those games.
1: Oh, I would love to talk about Prime. Are you yeah. kidding me? I'd, I'd be prepared for like six hour episodes. <laughs>
0: I wouldn't do that to um, you. <laughs> uh, that's fine. I made you sit through Spyro. <laughs> oh man, Spyro's good though. Um, speaking of which, Spyro 4 this year, please, motherfuckers.
1: <laughs> Where is it? Never gonna happen.
0: <sighs> um. Oh, the only other one that wasn't on here that I think is kind of likely, but like isn't announced for this year is indiana jones oh yeah there's a good shot of that um they're they're showing it pretty soon at that xbox event and they said for like 10 minutes which makes me think i don't think you do that unless you at least at this moment in time thinking it's coming out this year doing (laughs) extended gameplay gameplay. clips
1: like that are usually like oh it's six months out or less so
0: so, I think there's a good shot that that's actually happening this year, which is cool. I love Machine Games, so I'm excited to see what they make. I'm still upset it's not Wolfenstein 3, but cool. Indie's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Is there anything last minute you think might happen?
1: Um, nope. I think what will happen, and I am almost guaranteed, is that some studio is going to come out with some really impressive looking new game that we've never heard about and then i will be very surprised and enjoy it it happened with 100 like, like hi-fi rush happened um outer wilds happened to me one time like stuff like that Roller drum, yeah stuff
0: like that something something's gonna come out of nowhere um that you know is going to be very specific to one of our tastes and that's going to be like the thing right that, that's always going to happen and that's exciting and fun yeah um cool yeah Uh, again hit us up if you if you were like hey you didn't mention this game and i think you'd like it based on what you talked about here um i'm on blue sky at dustin h dragon
1: uh i'm at conifer on blue sky and then at conifer ssr on twitter and then i still run the ssr twitter on um on actual twitter what's the at save station pod is what it's is on there um there's a blue sky for that i believe as well so
0: oh i didn't even know that (laughs) maybe shit bad at podcast yep. <laughs> um, uh, yeah I, it's also same name for me on, on twitter um i you probably will get lost in the sea of bots if you dm me i'm sorry <laughs> can't help that so you have to at me um but if you do i'll, I'll you know game recommendations i'll, I'll check it there too um, even though i don't love posting there anymore but um yeah thank you for listening and please always remember to be good to each other
1: yeah and take care
0: Bye.